iShares and S&P Dow Jones indices are proud to support the Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators, such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are unaffiliated entities. Hello, thank you for joining the Wealth Management Edge Visionaries podcast. My name is Nadia Jenkins Johnston, and I am excited to welcome you to another in the series of some of the greatest subject matter experts from our conference, from our industry, and uh, really excited to be speaking with Aisha Hunt. Hello, Nadia. It's a pleasure to be with you today. I am so excited. Aisha, I I always like to talk about the personal relationship that I have with our guests because it's the most important thing. And I am really excited that our relationship and all that you've taught me and all you've added to our conferences is now being shared with a wider audience. For those of you who have not been uh, introduced to Aisha Hunt, let me do a formal introduction, although she needs none. Aisha Hunt is an, an, an incredible force in this industry. She is the principal at Kelly Hunt and Charles Asset Management Law Firm, and she brings industry knowledge, industry experience, and a wealth of information as it relates to regulation. And so we're excited to have her join the podcast today. Again, thank you for having me, Navia. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And it's always um, just just really um, a joy every time I get the chance to speak with you and talk shop. <laughs> I am excited as well. And I want to give our audience a little bit of information about part of why we decided to have this conversation and why we wanted to have it now, right? Um, I look to you for information about what is hot, what is trending, you are a, uh, a media brand in your own right, and especially as it relates to the founding of Kelly Hunt and Charles as an asset management law firm. And so can you give us a little bit of sort of sort of background on how the firm has evolved as you look forward to celebrating the second anniversary? Absolutely. So I founded Kelly Hunt and Charles um, in September of 2021, and it has been uh, just a phenomenal journey. Um, I launched a firm to offer best-in-class institutional asset management legal services, leveraging both my in-house legal experience as well as my uh, private practice experience at some of the 
um, most well-respected firms in the industry. And it's really been phenomenal to bring that hybrid legal experience and as well as industry insights to the industry. We have been on a journey that has allowed us to, um, you know, really partner with uh, our clients to um, move the needle forward in the industry and move forward with innovative uh, initiatives that we believe are really changing the game in the industry. So over the last two years, you know, as we as we move into celebrating our second anniversary, um, September 22nd, um, it, it has been an absolute uh, just phenomenal ride. Um, you know, the, the most significant development that's occurred in that two years is I brought, um, you know, over Ryan Charles, uh, a great friend of over two decades. Um, Ryan and I met when I was associate general counsel at Dodge and Cox, and he was associate counsel at Davis Advisors. And we've stayed uh, friends and close colleagues, um, you know, for, for over two decades. And so when Ryan joined in January, it, it really turbocharged the firm. We brought our collective network to bear our collective legal and uh, experience and industry insights. And, and really, we've been, we've been working with our clients to not only provide thought leadership, but um, to really uh, move forward um, industry initiatives that have legal and business aspects that are we believe are really changing the game in the industry. So we're super excited um, about the growth trajectory of the firm, the clients we're working with, we work with um, some of the largest institutional asset managers, um, some emerging managers, um, some of the fastest growing uh, managers, including ETF issuers. Um, and we're really excited about um, you know, various initiatives, including um, one of our more recent uh, client initiatives that we'll talk about a little bit later. <laughs> and you know, I'm very excited to be talking about that. Uh, for anyone wondering, Aisha has her finger on the pulse of conversations that are happening in terms of SEC rulings, in terms of changes in the legality of the way that we do business, right? What we are legally allowed to do or best practices for what we should be doing. Aisha, I was really excited to work with you on our what's under the hood uh, strategies for creating for creating your own ETF at Wealth Management Edge in May. I am curious, since I see you as a visionary and so many others do as well, I'm curious either from that experience at Edge as, as, a, as a whole or in your work in, in general, what do you think makes someone a visionary? You know, I, I think um, being a visionary really requires casting a bold, and uniquely innovative vision and meticulously executing on that vision. And I think it's really important that you, you really are specific with your vision. Um, mm -hmm. I recall having a business client, a president of an asset management firm um, that had over 200 billion in asset and uh, AUM, and she was just a, a force. Um, very fearless. And I remember walking into um, you know a, a, an executive meeting and she said, you know, my goal is for us to have, um, you know, to, to, to really have a vision that is tantamount to having a BHAG. And I thought, BHAG, that, that doesn't sound like a cool acronym. What does that mean? Right? <laughs> yeah, tell me, well, tell me. I'm that, curious now. I'm like, that, that doesn't sound that cool. And so I'm like, what's this BHAG thing? And she said, a big, hairy, audacious goal. 
And, mm. and I think being a visionary requires having a BHAG. You've got to have that big, hairy, audacious goal. It's got to be big. It's got to have some hair on it, right? Or it's probably not worth doing um, to really move the needle, right? To disrupt, whether that's in a positive way or in a way that might be a little controversial. It ha has to be audacious, right? And, and it needs to be a goal that, that is actually executable. Um, and so I, I think being a visionary requires having a BHAG. And, you know, that's what I've tried to do in launching this firm um, is, is to do that. And um, it's it's not easy. You know, you're always moving a boulder up a hill when you're, when you're trying to cast a vision that's that bold um, and that, you know, has hair challenges. Um, and so I think, you know, that that's required. Um, and you can't, um, you have to do something also of value, right? That the industry is going to value. And, and not everyone's going to understand the vision initially, but, you know, I think it's important to constantly participate in thought leadership, thought leadership right. about topics du jour, thought leadership about, um, you know, things that are top of mind for your, you know, network um, so that you can not only um, continue to provide, you know, valuable thought leadership, but you can also continue to educate people about the vision that you have and that you're trying to execute. Um, it requires constant participation in your network and, and proactivity in terms of thought leadership. I love, I love that. And it's something that we've connected on several times as I continue to essentially watch this space as it relates to Aisha Hunt, right? We know that you are helping to continue to shape the future. And I am I'm interested in talking about some investments that you and your firm have been making, uh, as you kind of referenced in, in our network and, and as, um, as a content producer. Talk to me a little bit about a recent piece speaking about ETFs working in 401ks, perhaps with, with the, the, the focus being on mutual fund rebranding. I know that you, I think this is a September contribution that you've made to our industry, and we're very excited to have you part of the Retirement Income Edge um, event in May. So I'm curious if you wanted to give our audience sort of a little bit of a snippet into uh, into that piece that you, you recently contributed to. Sure. So, you know, we partnered with one of our clients, FM Investments. Um, FM Investments manages the U.S. Benchmark Series. They are mm -hmm. single issue treasury ETFs that um, match a duration of various treasury issues. Um, and, you know, the U.S. Benchmark Series has grown to over uh, $2.5 in AUM in over two years. Um, just absolutely phenomenal. That team has just knocked it out of the park. Um, so, so FM Investments along with RBB Fund, um, which is a co-applicant. They're the, the umbrella um, you know, uh, trust for the or corporation for the, the U.S. Benchmark Series. We assisted them in filing uh, an exemptive application, requesting exemptive relief from the SEC to add a mutual fund share class to the U.S. Benchmark Series ETFs. This is an unprecedented filing. What this does is it really um, is the first time um, anyone in our industry has asked the SEC to um, provide ETFs with access to a mutual fund share class to essentially um, access the over $6.7 trillion um, 401k um, distribution channel. So right now, you know, most ETFs can't be offered through 401k platforms because of legacy technology. This initiative would allow the U.S. Benchmark Series ETFs to benefit from having access 
to the 401k platforms. And it's huge. What's great about this is that you couldn't ask for a better client. You couldn't ask for better facts and circumstances. The U.S. Benchmark Series, because they're single treasury ETFs, they uh, inherently address all of the concerns the SEC has expressed about um, multi-share class ETFs. And so everyone's familiar with Vanguard's um, you know, patent expiring in May and you know the way they've been able to tax efficiently manage dual class mutual fund um, ETF share class funds. Uh, and, and it really just, it's been a phenomenal success um, you know, for well over a decade. And um, so you know, a couple of folks have tried to obtain relief. You know, there've been two filings um, uh, that have tried to obtain relief to add a, a mutual or ETF share class to mutual funds, um, which would allow um, the existing mutual fund families to um, essentially defer and potentially eliminate capital gains within the mutual funds. Um, and so it's it's a huge tax advantage for existing mutual fund families um, that aren't heavily entrenched in the 401k space. Um, what we've done is it's more than a reversing what Vanguard did. It's really, it's it's adding, you know, potentially $6.7 trillion um, of AUM access to ETFs. And we believe that it's a roadmap um, that, you know, really, you know, eventually if we're able to get through the U.S. benchmark series, we're hoping other ETFs um, will be able to hopefully make progress in that space. And, and that would be huge if 401k plans could offer ETFs more broadly. I, I love I think one of the things I love the most about my role at wealthmanagement.com and about and and what what I love about what we do in general is that we are able to connect the human element, what matters to you every day, what affects the lives of of Americans and folks across the globe with the policies that are being uh, you know decisions that are being made in a way really far away from them, far away sometimes from their interest. And what I think about when you talk about a visionary and you talk about the big, you know, the big hairy kind of lofty goal there, right? Is that we need people like you to stand in the gap uh, representing for average everyday folks and specifically for their clients so one thing I I, I want to ask you, right, as 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 you are part of our visionary series, is how we can replicate that. What information you would give uh, to those that are 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 coming and, and following in your footsteps for having a lasting impact on this industry? What what does it mean to to cast a bold and impactful vision? And, and also execute on that vision, what what advice would you give? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to, you know, do, do the work, right? I mean, to really understand, um, you know, again, get specific with your vision, right? Um, and also um, make sure that you know, you've cultivated a, a network, your own board of directors internally, right? Of trusted strategic partners that have track records of success that you can um, discuss your, your idea with. I mean, you know, potentially under an NDA, you know, that's the lawyer side of me speaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're, if they're in your inner circle, maybe it's just, you know, there's a, there's an implicit NDA there. 
Um, but you want to get feedback. You want to get feedback. You want to test. You want to test the waters and and hear from the brightest minds um, in your network about you know what are the, the pros and cons. What are the potential pitfalls? Um, you know, in preparing an exemptive application, you know, we prepared. We were able to tap into you know just decades, our collective forty plus years of experience and network, and you know there are nuances in that application that you know we were able to bat around um, and think through just at a high level with folks who been doing this for 40 plus years just and 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 who gave us some invaluable insights and so we were able to tap into our network and I think it's really important to first and foremost make sure you're proactively growing building your network your collective right um yeah. your your business family and you're you know floating your vision to that family and getting real feedback real time and not just um, feedback that, um, you know, about just potential viability, but you want to understand roadblocks so that you can further refine the vision, right? It has, mm-hmm. the vision has to be, it has to be um, a living and breathing vision. It can't be static, right? Because our, our landscape's changing, you know, um, the constituents for the vision are constantly evolving. You want right. to make sure the vision stays current. You want to make sure this vision is as viable as possible. And you want to keep taking the vision further and further. Um, I also think it's important to think about, you know, when, when you're, um, Thinking about casting a vision and meticulously executing on that vision, you have to understand that you not only need to make sure you have a seat at other people's table, but that you are actually building your own table and that you are inviting people to your table. And so people can build their own table, sit at other folks' table, and you can even encourage other people who are entrepreneurial to build their own table. And so you want to make sure everybody feels like they can hold space. Everybody mm-hmm. can hold space to be as innovative as they want to be or as technical as they want to be or both. And you want to cultivate an environment, a collective, an ecosystem, a network of folks that where you have mutually edifying relationships that are constructive and productive and of value to one another. Um, and that allow everybody to hold space um, that align with their values, their goal and their vision um, for, for their talents and abilities. I I absolutely love this. And I can't think of a better way to uh, concisely bring to our audience what I think it is that that is particularly special about you and special about about our friendship. You are constantly working on uh, advancing the very specific needs and goals, not only of your clients, but of your your friends and and aligning based on what the common goals are. Uh, so I would say this, I would say that I I'm curious to hear more about your I'm curious to hear more about your work in the space of creating connections and in really moving forward uh the needle uh with women with uh, I know you're a minority, um, a minority-owned law firm. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, you know, Kelly Hunt and Charles, our firm, we also refer to it as KH and C. Um, we are a, a majority women and um, minority-owned law firm. You know, I founded the firm, and and um, you know, I am a woman of color. And you know, I it's interesting when you talk about people being accomplished. 
Um, when I talk about, you know, a CEO and it's great, I have a, a number of clients of women CEOs. There was a time where that was very, women CEOs were few and far between in the asset management industry. I love that I have a diverse demographic of clients that include women CEOs of multi-billion dollar asset managers. But what I liked, the way I like to refer to it as is it's, it's this phenomenal CEO who happens to be a woman, who happens to be a woman, a woman of color. That matters a lot. But that's not, you know, what you're leading with. You want to walk in the room and be the best, period, regardless of <laughs> race, gender, or any other criteria. You want to be the best. And happening to be a woman or a woman of color um, is even better, right? Because now you're modeling for others that it's possible that those inroads can be made, successfully be made at the highest echelons of our industry. And so I think it's critical that you're mindful that you are modeling for other folks what's possible. Um, but it's also important that you walk in that room and you're, and you're the very best, regardless of race and gender, or you try to be the best. And I think, you know, it's not that you have to be the there's not one best, right? It's you want to be one of the best. I think you have to have reverence and respect for people who are in your space. Um, you know, some of my best friends in this industry are some of the best ETF lawyers in, in this industry. And, you know, when I, I, I introduced one of my uh, close uh, friends to, to another colleague at an industry conference, I said, meet XYZ. She's, she's one of the best ETF lawyers in this industry. You know, and so I I don't believe that there has to be, you know, um, a hierarchy of, you know, one person is the very, very best because you know, we all have different talents and gifts. Right. And it's about coming into this space in a complimentary and mutually edifying way. And I think we I think as as women and, and, and people of color and women of color, I think it's really important that we hold, allow each other to hold space for everyone, right? Like there isn't a limited number of slots. I mean, part of what we did with the um, US Benchmark Series exemptive application is, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we were doing our best to, to put our best ideas forward um, and make the best case we could to the SEC. But, you know, we really um, are so inclusive about sharing, you know, um, we're, we're coming out with a thought leadership piece where we're sharing with other folks. Here's what you might want to think about. We're never we're always trying to be open source with our insights to the extent possible. And I think it's important that people aren't so much focused on competition as an open source, you know, sharing of, you know, ideas and, 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 and being just providing mutually edifying spaces for one another. Um, the, the U.S. Benchmark Series exemptive application is about growing the pie, right? It's not about, right. um, you know, FM has its own, you know, uh, initiatives from a business perspective with respect to, you know, the competitive landscape. But, you know, this application is about growing the pie for, you know, um, the assets that ETFs have access to. So I think similarly, when you talk about people and connections, you always want to come from a place of growing the pie. You know, not competing, not in a fixed pie ecosystem. You shouldn't accept <laughs> circumstances or paradigms that have worked for, you know, prior generations. This is a different generation. It's innovating technology, you know, with AI is just pushing the envelope and folks need to just be more creative and innovative about growing the pie and um, being more collaborative with one another to the extent practicable. Um, this is a big world. There's a lot of a lot of work for all of us to do to keep moving the needle forward to make this the best industry possible and to grow assets across various um, uh, various products. I, I love this. I think that's an excellent takeaway, right? We need to be growing the pie 
we need to be instead of fighting over uh, individual pieces, thinking about ways to expand opportunities. We need to be thinking about the ingredients that make up the pie in the first place so that we're able to reproduce what we love about experiences, about our organizations, and create more space for that to exist for those who are alongside and those who will follow behind. Aisha, I am so thankful that you've joined us to share your wisdom, to share your warmth, and to also share with us uh, some some of the the news that we'll be seeing as we as we expand um, expand more in, into 2023 and even into 2024 as it relates to regulation and growth in the financial services industry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nabi, and you're an absolute inspiration and a tremendous visionary that continues to be inspiring in our industry, and it's always an honor when we when we, when we we talk shop, and um, I, I love to watch what you're seeing, what you're doing next, and um, you continue to inspire me and so many others in this industry. Aisha, I'm so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are proud to support the Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators, such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. iShares and S&P Dow Jones indices are unaffiliated entities.